0: welcome to another episode of self-help shark and this is brett
1: and i'm morgan
0: and we're coming back after a long hiatus
1: of siesta
0: yeah yeah we are not on actual vacation we are on plenty steps to propel self-help shark forward
1: See, yes i'm also learning spanish so i might talk to you guys half in spanish half in english so it's probably gonna get irritating and i don't care but yeah, well, plus we both started new jobs and we weren't on the same schedule, so we finally like, got time to record. So sorry that it's taken so long. It's taken us so long to get another episode out, but we're delivering you good content and adding more so that you have more opportunities. Yeah.
0: And also, you could follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Twitter, uh, just go to the Twitter handle. Uh, At SharkBait61, and you will find all the self-help shark stuff. And also on Facebook, we are starting to release uh, tips and health tips, gym tips, all those lovely tips for free, free of charge.
1: See. So on that note, what we're talking today about, If you guys caught us last time, we were talking about I don't really remember, but we went deep, deeper than we normally yep. go, and that's <laughs> our new goal is to go deep. Because we're here to self-help. So today we're talking about what do you do when life just throws random shit that you don't plan at you? And I guess I'll go first since I brought up the topic. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when what I do when so I mean there's like when life throws shit at you where it's like, okay. I got an extra bill this month and I have no money. Like, that's a thing that counts. But also, what do you do when your life completely goes AWOL? Like, upside down, inside out, and you continuously keep getting effed in the face. And that's just your life. How do you deal with that? So, let me give you an example. So, my life right now. So, Remy's computer broke and we had to spend a lot of money on fixing that. And then other stuff has happened that just screwed us over and we're both kind of drowning in debt right now and other stuff and we're struggling and so it's our job now to figure out okay what do we need to do to survive to get this done and that done and this thing done and kind of emotionally survive too and so what i've been doing i i i uh, have general anxiety disorder it's like an actual diagnosed thing and so not having a plan and not know what's going on in the future actually scares the living daylights out of me and it's like it makes my anxiety worse it makes it awful so um what I do is I just have to see what I can control in the moment so if it's like I wake up on a Sunday and I'm like okay I don't work today but what can I can do to control my situation okay well I can go do the dishes because that makes me feel better about the house I live in I can go do this thing because this makes me feel better about myself so like The most important thing that I do for myself, and Remy does too, is just work on the things that you can, and then just trust that everything will work out. So like, um, for instance, a couple weekends ago, I started wearing makeup, and I know, I know, everybody was like, you don't need makeup to look pretty or feel pretty. I'm like, I know I don't. I have been told many times I don't need makeup, and not to like toot my own horn or anything, but like, I'm not worried about that. But it makes me feel like when I put like something on my face that makes it my face look like I'm clear of, like, acne and freckles and, like, drool on my face from sleeping the night before, I feel like my life is put together, so I, and I just do basic shit, I just do foundation and concealer and then a little bit of eyeshadow, like, nude colors so you can't really tell, and then a little bit of lipstick, and that makes me feel like if I can get my face together the way I want it, then I can get my life together, and so... That's what I kind of am working on right now. Is just like how in this moment can I control what's around me and make things better. Go forth, talk about your thing.
0: And that's one thing I do like. Would like to comment on is that if you uh, this if you, if life suddenly just slapped you upside the head and threw something unexpected at you, it's okay. But just take things one step at a time. Don't give a Give zero fucks about what anyone else is going to tell you and just do what you think you need to do for that period of time.
1: Mm-hmm. So for instance, all I can do right now is go to my job, get a paycheck, go home and then do whatever else I need to do with my life and then just kind of make things good.
0: Yeah, and and for example, and when life also throws shit at you, be prepared next time like think about the next thing uh for example if your computer breaks down if your car breaks down if you're if you lose your wallet oh god <laughs> <laughs> and uh do what it takes in the current time for you to learn on how to get out of that situation but don't throw away that plan or that um, or that playbook that you just created after you solved that problem. You can optimize it, figure out how to make it better, make it easier for you to solve that problem the next time it comes around. Mm -hmm. And for example, when it's like something breaking down and it's going to cost you money, well, either get insurance on it, buy the extended warranty on something, or just flat out save money to be able to get a new one so you won't be stressing out so badly
1: Mm-hmm. and um if you're in my situation and you're like well there's not much else i can do because i work 40 hours a week but it's not enough to cover my debts and other things that i gotta pay for then reach out to family re- reach out to friends see if you can take on a part-time job and see if there's like any way you can make just a little bit of money and, and a, a, like some extra money a couple hours a day just to like See if you can get back on your feet even a little bit. Like, plan ahead and appreciate the people you have in the moment.
0: And also, that's a great thing. Just don't ask to borrow money from your friends or family. Ask them first, hey, I'm, I'm struggling in this aspect, and I need X amount of dollars. Do you have anything I could do for you to requ- to acquire X amount of dollars? And then, because if, you, because if you offer any type of service or anything or anything extra, uh, 99% of the time, if they have the money to help you, they will help you because you're kind of helping them at the same time.
1: Yeah. I mean, so Remy and I have a family member in our life who is choosing to let us work for them. And I mean, they've helped us out before. And I'm just, we both don't like it, but they're like, you know, we s- I see you working your butts off to try to make this work. So here's what you can do you can go clean up my garage and I'll give you this much now. And, and we're like, okay. So it's, it works. It, it's it's kindness that goes a long way. It's.
0: So, for, on the, so since we talked about finance stuff that's like unexpected. That's cool. It hurts. It sucks. Mm -hmm. But what I've experienced lately is emotional, unexpected pain, and um, and that's pretty much of recognizing that recognizing and cutting out certain people in your life, and it doesn't matter if they're family or not at this point for me. So I have a so I had a passing of an uncle, I had a whole bunch of stuff, just like fall apart as I'm trying to make it. Like I wanted to go to this funeral, I wanted to be a part of that side of the family. I wanted to like reunite and strengthen relationships with that side of uh, that side of the family and stuff, and um, and it honestly felt like they didn't want to do their part or anything to help me try to make it to that funeral or, and, and I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about car rides. I'm talking about the simple fact of they couldn't tell me the date or time until three days before the funeral. And that was kind of like a little bit painful. And that was kind of little, like, like, It made me like it was a huge deterrent for me to do anything else with that side of the family or even really stay in touch with them because it felt like I was. It felt like it was like a last resort thing, and it felt like they didn't tell me in order for me to be prepared to go there. Instead, they they told me just for the sake. Oh, we should just let him know just in case he could make it. Uh, So, so there's like two different things I was like. And there's, like, a huge difference in that. And that happened this unexpectedly because um, I didn't even, like, think about it or anything like that. And, yeah, and they, and so with that sense of, like, which ended up and going to be in a result of me cutting those people out of my life. Because if they don't want me around, I definitely don't want to be around a place that's that I'm not wanted at.
1: You're not welcome.
0: Or not welcome, like. Because when you're meeting with family, when you're spending time with other family members, you should feel like, pretty much feel like you're at home. You must feel like you're welcome there. And at this point, I don't really feel welcome at all. And I don't know the details or anything yet, but I will keep everyone posted on that. But it's just one of those things that even in the time of, When someone (coughs) passes, people can still show their ugly side and don't really care. And you could give them excuses all you want, but it just comes down on simple telling people, tell especially telling close family uh, when someone passes to be straight with them because they told me uh, they pretty much told me, make sure you have Wednesday and Thursday off. And I tell them, "Okay, are you sure I do work graveyards, I need, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you should be fine." And then, um, the and and the trip the trip is three and a half hours. And then they then they told me, uh, like two days before, I, so I couldn't really tell my job anything because I was like, I already requested Wednesday and Thursday off a week before, and because of this passing. And they're like, oh yeah, the funeral's at ten a.m. And in order for me to get, I would I would like the earliest I would have been able to be there was eleven. And I wasn't going to screw over the other uh, co-workers that were currently I was working with. so. And that kind of stinged a little bit. But I just told them, you know what, it's, it sounds like it's too much of a hassle for me to get down there. Because I didn't have enough uh, forewarning to make it there. And, that, and so that's what I kind of mean when you don't really feel welcome. Is when they don't tell you the truth or tell you the correct things in situations like that so um and unfortunately if and unfortunately it came down to them um berating me belittling me and i just say sh- and it's going to end up them losing missing out on a really cool relationship with myself because uh because at the rate i'm growing as a person i could um, it's going, I'm going to be better off and I can't allow for other people to dictate or try to bring me down because that's not how I want to live my life and also those are not the people and I choose to be friends with either that people that just belittle or berate me because, because those are this negative influence that you can cut out in your life so, so when it comes to being un, unexpected of feeling this is that you just got to end up doing what's hard no matter what the emotional toll will be on you eventually. And it doesn't matter if they're close friends, childhood friends. I don't give a fuck if they're your parent or not. It's they're adding negative influence to your life all of a sudden out of, out of nowhere. You should be able to have the right to say, hey, it's like right now our relationship does not reflect what I want my life to become
1: yeah I mean I'm processing my thoughts as I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> I mean I get that you know like um my dad decided to tell me that my great aunt died after sending me random pictures of her furniture and being like hey so this is why I'm sending you furniture okay why are you sending me furniture Oh, because your great aunt's dead and she's been dead for like four days. And I'm like, what? What? And I got mad. And it, she's like, well, I didn't think you were close. I'm like, that's not the point. The point is, you don't wait four te- days to tell your daughter that your great aunt is dead and then do it by sending her furniture first. <laughs> so I did not end up going to the funeral for just because death in general with me for right now and then most likely the near future and forever future, I don't handle it well for reasons. But. I was so I didn't end up going, and my mother, who normally isn't that much of an emotionally like intelligent person, she was one who was like, "Yeah, you shouldn't go. It's going to be an open casket. You're not going to be able to handle it." I'm like, "All right." And then Remy said the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, I'm glad we didn't go because I don't think you'd be okay looking at a dead body." I'm like, "All right." So, like, like sometimes you gotta just take shit in your life with a grain of salt. Like people, like death. I am, um, that's my first subject that I'm not going to talk about, and then the thing that I've had to deal with that's kind of not the greatest about myself, and it's really painful to deal with, is my own emotions. So, death is really hard to deal with, um, I think I mentioned this before in a podcast, but there was a fatal car accident that I got in, it was fatal for the other person, obviously, and I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, I didn't do anything wrong, he didn't do anything wrong, it just freak accident and it just sucks ass for everybody and because of that I have a hard time dealing with with death in general and so like and then like we've lost family members like I lost my uncle my grandma and then that aunt and then Remy's lost his grandfather and all of it's just been really hard to deal with well because you know them but also because it's like it's death and you're so close to it every day and it's just like so like that's something that I've been working on years to deal with and it's just Painful, and then everybody's like, Well, yeah, nobody likes their own emotions. It's like, you know, there are times where I physically and emotionally just lose control of my emotions, and it's because I did not learn emotional intelligence when I was growing up. So, like, dealing with anger, I don't deal with anger very well. It's not like I punch the wall or hit somebody or anything, it's not like that. It's more like I don't know how to get it out when I'm mad, and I don't know how to get myself back to a logical place, and so. It's hard, because last weekend, uh, my, Remy broke his computer, and I looked like an absolute crazy bitch all weekend, because I thought he was mad at me, and he wasn't, he was just mad in general, but I didn't know how to take that very well, so I just went AWOL the whole weekend, and like apparently some of our friends even said something to him, and so I was just like, okay... That's not okay, and I never thought I'd be the type of person that has issues with her own feelings, because it's like, they're your feelings, like, sure, you don't want to deal with them, but it's like, no, I don't understand my own feelings, and I don't, like, recognize them, like, I'm, I'm like, I can wake up pissed off, and my brain will tell me it's one thing, and then I'll be like, and then it takes me, like, a while to, like, use the training and coaching that my therapist has given me to, um, to, uh, figure it out, which, I mean, I, I use that, and I'm good at it, but... Sometimes it's hard to motivate myself to do that stuff because it's like, what 26-year-old, like, what the fuck? What kind of person has that much problems with her own feelings and, like, can't handle anger and, like, doesn't know how to get her feelings out? Like, yesterday, I was in a session and I literally sat there, like, angry crying because I was pissed off from stuff from the whole week. My coworkers were being assholes at work and, like my therapist literally had to teach me how to get my own anger out. And that's something that I never thought that I would have to accept about myself that I just don't deal with emotions very well. And like Remy and I talked about it last night and he's like, yep, you're working on your emotions. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid that this is something I have to get help to work on. But it's something that I'm learning to accept about myself, much like other things that I can't remember right now. Cause it kind of just went out of my head, but It's, it's tough. It's a very big struggle for me because I'm like, I'm Morgan. I don't need help with my emotions. I'm in control. I'm the boss of them. And it's like, no, you're not. You have the emotional capabilities. Like, I I mean, emotional (laughs) intelligence is great, but like emotional control of a five-year-old and I'm 26. So I'm just like, great. So that's something that's been really, really, really hard for me to deal with about myself is knowing that like. I don't have that control and if you're if there's people out there who feel that way, I have no idea how to get through that. I'm still working on it, but I mean, if you have problems where you're like I don't know how to deal with my emotions or I don't know what I'm feeling right now or I don't know how to get them out or whatever express them, then you're not alone. You got somebody here who's working on it and once I become a master, I will absolutely help um you with that because it sucks it sucks when you're sitting there like you're sad and you have no idea what to do about it or you're angry or you're like happiness i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna go walk my dog i'm awesome and then like anger i just i turn into a psycho bitch when i get angry and i don't like that
0: and i could definitely relate into multiple situations with that actually all throughout my high school years I was actually the very opposite of what I am now. Now, a lot of people tell me I'm very calm and collected and I handle shit very well.
1: Mm-hmm. Some
0: days I some days it shows
1: that I'm just like
0: you should not talk to Brett today.
1: You're like, I'm all <laughs> done with today. Okay, bye.
0: But um but I I used to be a hothead. I used to be angry all the time. Like 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 in the Hulk, like when he says, "That's my secret." I'm always angry. Yeah, that was my secret and my frustration. <laughs> I was always angry, and I was mainly angry because of how my home situation was. I was angry at my mom for leaving. I was angry, and um, I was angry at my mom for leaving. And then I was even more angry at the lifestyle my mom chose to live, and the type of people she brought around. And so I was like three times as angry as at her. And then, and then I was angry at her because now my dad got to spend less time for me because there was times my dad had to stay at work late in order for us to make it through, uh, make it through the month or whatever. And so when so when my mom left because it took out a whole entire chunk of income and took out like another person to help take care of the kids, make sure everyone was able to be there. And if I sound needy at any time, whatever, um, um, uh, when a mother has kids, her job is to take care of them at all costs.
1: And the father's job.
0: And it's also the father's job. Thank you. And I'm not... Well, Yeah, it's definitely the father's job. But when the mother is not there, there's a lot of things that kids end up lacking and it's falling apart. and, And me... It was my, I I had severe anger issues. Like I wouldn't like go around and punch someone, but when I was angry, I was definitely like, I was lashing out. I would lash out at people and, and I would just start throwing a fit and and be really I lash
1: out at people I care about the most when I get angry because I know they'll put up with it and they'll, they'll calm me down and stay with me, which is not okay either. Yeah. Not proud that I, like, I know that about myself, but this is, like, the first time I'm verbally admitting that to myself. And I don't, I don't, like, the person I'm becoming, I don't like that because of that. Because <laughs> I'm angry at my mom because when I was a kid, she wasn't emotionally there for me. And then she calls me the other day and she's like, hey, do you want to go shopping for work outfits and spend time together? And I'm sitting here like, that is the best fucking mom ever. And then a, pa- a part of me gets mad because it's like, well, why didn't she do that when you were little? And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I don't want to talk to her. And it's like, well, but she's reaching out. I should talk to her. And then I also get pissed off at a friend from high school because he says stuff on Facebook that's really sweet. And it's like, why didn't you tell me this in high school? And he's gay now, and it doesn't matter anymore, and I don't have any feelings, but it's still just like, a part of me is still angry, and it's just like, why am I so angry? It's like, because things didn't happen the way you wanted them to before. It's just like, uh.
0: So, and, and, that is when, I, and, that was like, my whole curious thing, and how I, and so this is how I became calm and collected. I had to learn where anger was coming from. And, yeah, both of us, Um, Me and Morgan just share stories about what was happening in the past versus now. And that I honestly believe where a lot of people are are angry, a lot of people have anger management issues in general. They're still so hooked on on the past that they haven't really moved forward yet. So when those people try to reach out and try to heal themselves and by reaching out, communicating... Now, we as humans, we lash out because of what happened in the past. But if we we can move forward from that, you'll be a lot less angry because you're not so hooked on what happened before. Instead, you're worried about what's going on in the present time, which also makes you healthier as a whole because you're not looking over your shoulder. Instead, you're just looking forward.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard because those who have depression and anxiety, it's like your brain is literally wired to be looking at the past and, like, looking at your past failures or how people have wronged you. And it's hard to, like, focus on the present. It's like, takes lots of training. I'm still learning it, but what I have learned is if you have, like, anger or sadness or frustration or whatever from the past, from, like, something, you, an interaction you've had with somebody or something... You got to get those feelings out and just find a way to like move those, that energy through your body and get it out. Cause I find when I let go of feelings, like when I just dig deep and let go of all these feelings I've been harboring myself, I feel a lot better and my brain wants to focus on the present because it's a resolved issue. So if you're a person where you're like, well, this isn't a resolved issue. Okay. Find out how you need to resolve the issue. Find out where the anger is coming from. And you got to heal it, man. And I know that some of you may not believe in that stuff. Some of you are like, whatever, I'm just angry. There's no psychological undertone to it. It's like, well, you can believe whatever you want. I'm just saying if you're sitting here being all pissed off about something in high school and you're like out of college and you're four years away from being 30, God help me then you need to do something to let that go because that was like over eight years ago and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it happened yesterday, which is completely valid to feel, but it didn't happen yesterday. And if it prevents you from your current life, then it's like, okay, how do I do this? How do I get help? And yeah. so if you need help, we're here.
0: And also the, um, also the biggest thing is that if you're if you happen to listen to this and you're very close minded and you're like, No, I'm angry because I'm angry and just take a step back, take a moment and actually self analyze yourself. And actually be honest and truthful with yourself because if you're because you have to be vulnerable with yourself in order to get through any problem that any problems in life.
1: And that's really hard to do. I know.
0: Yeah. It's really really hard. hard to do. And that's why I started this podcast is because I wanted to share that vulnerability with myself, with other people, and show other people that you were able to live a healthy life. And and just keeping emotions together and collected. Uh, there was a time I locked my keys in my car, and I was angry. I was pissed. I was like, I just want to break the window. <laughs> I didn't to let Grab him. my keys out of the, my car.
1: I luckily did not let him break his car. Yeah
0: and this last time i locked my keys in the in my car and i was frustrated but at the same time i was able to just take a step back and be like let me plan this out figure out how i'm going to get my keys out of the car and figure this out i went through a bunch of steps and i figured it out like but in the past i would have just been angry and probably actually just broke the window <laughs>
1: Your hand would have been bloody, and you would have been calling me Morgan. I got my car keys, but I need a first aid kit. Why the fuck do you need a first aid kit, Brett? It's 11 o'clock at night. Because I got mad and bust the window. Um. Okay, then. I'm, I'm on my way.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm very proud of you for taking yeah. the logical steps and, like, not breaking a window. So, good for you. But. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of stuff we're dealing with, and i guess at the end of the day if 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 life throws something at you that you didn't know about yourself like your own emotions or you know things that you're you wanted but you can't have or blah 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 just take a step back and just have a conversation with yourself and just assess it and just be like okay self why is this upsetting to us okay we gotta get over this and realize what you have and realize what was in the past and just I know everybody's like, you gotta let it go. And it's like, I don't know how to let it go. And I, I understand if there's a point in your life where you can't, because there's some things that I'm like, I can't. But the first step is to change your mindset and say, I can try. I can try to let this go. I can try to be better about this thing. I can try. So I guess first step is to change your mental thinking, because you can absolutely change your life by cheap. But like your brain going to say whatever it wants to say, but you can actually say, if it says you can't, you can actively say, I can try, I can try, I can try. And then if you say that enough, then you're like, you're doing things that are actually good. So like, um, I used to say I can't cook. And then Remy and I started working opposite schedules and we were like, we're going to do this and you're going to try cooking. And I boiled rice in a pot by myself for the first time in my life after making chicken. And I know that's like basic when on one to cooking, but I don't cook. So I was like. You know, I read the instructions on the box, and I was able to just boil rice.
0: Cooking good rice is hard.
1: Yes. (laughs) And it was, like, soft and fluffy and yummy. And I was like, I'm going to fuck this up. It's going to be dry. And it wasn't. Remy actually gave me props. So, like, you just say, I can try. I can try. I can try. And now I can cook chicken and boil rice in a pot.
0: And when you do tell yourself you could try... Also, put action behind those words. Don't just say it. Oh, I could try to do this later. No, instead, I could try. I could do it. I could try to do this now. And because the more times you want to, you put something forth in trying and uh, c- uh, combining trying and action, that's when you get to learn yourself the most.
1: Yep, and I mean, that's all you can do. Don't push yourself too hard, but push yourself enough to where. If your brain's screaming at you, this is too much. Take a break. But if it's like, okay, I'm uncomfortable with this, just say, okay, you got this, brain. Just push a little bit, push a little bit, and then once it, your brain realizes it's okay, you're gonna be, you're gonna be a badass at it. You're gonna be like, yeah, I can boil rice and make chicken like that. It's great. But on that note, we're gonna end this podcast, and then uh, we're gonna have another one coming out for you soon on blaming or being mad at other people. Right? Blaming
0: other people. Blaming other people. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, the blog, everywhere that Brett has stuff going. I don't even know. <laughs> Hit us
0: up on IG. If you don't know what IG is, that's Instagram. Yeah, I'm learning that millennial lingo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and if you uh, – but at the, at the end of the day, if you create a plan – create a plan and learn from your mistakes in the past you're able to become the best version of yourself because if you don't then you're cheating everyone else around you and yourself and yourself
1: bye-bye friends